rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Cosmic Force Podcast. I am Caleb, one of your hosts, and tonight we are talking about our favorite Star Wars comics. But before we get too deep into that, into that theory crafting, uh, let's go around the room and introduce the biased hosts who will be uh, trying to convince you that their comic is the best. Well, let's start where we always do with our producer, Emma. Emma, how are you doing tonight? Technology sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, but other yeah, than so that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, like, now I have some alcohol. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's positive. That's coming out of this, I suppose. Um, yeah, I- I'm still excited to talk about it, though. It's going to be a fun topic, whether it's live or not. So um, thanks, everybody that was live, for sticking with us for, like, 45 minutes as we are trying to trying to solve it uh really appreciate you guys but yeah here we are <laughs> exactly so emma yo you she we did everything we could but for some reason we couldn't make the show live so we're recording this so you can our yes. fans can listen to it when you get a chance so leave your normal comments down in the comment description of youtube and your favorite yes. podcasting app we'll still be responding to that and we're looking forward to it so now we got half the way through. Timothy, how are you doing today? What's up, guys? I am doing so well. Um, I'm kind of actually digging this whole mood lighting thing behind me. It's gotten really dark yeah, since we started a little bit later. Mm. I feel like I'm about to enter some strange netherworld thing or something. I don't know. Is the upside down a thing? I think this is a thing, but I think it's red. It's okay. It's good to be here with you guys. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about my favorite comics. I'm ready to listen to yours, and uh, I'm interested to see if any of them that you mention, if I have never read before, because I will add them to my list next week. I love it. Absolutely. Interesting. Tonight, we're joined by a guest from our fellow UTV podcast show. It is Eric himself. Oh, my goodness. Hello, everyone. It's so excellent to be here. I've had a phenomenal day thus far. Uh, Not working. Working is not fun, but... I did have a fun mail day, as you can see next to me here. I got finally my... See, I'm going to pick it up now. Hold on. This is going to be risky here on camera. I got, oh, boy. I got my Ahsoka, my Ahsoka statue from Sideshow. Ooh. Here we go. Get her up here. So I had previously gotten some figures from Sideshow, which I'm not great at because I can't pose them well. So I used all my points to buy this statue of Mando Ahsoka. I love her. She's amazing. Uh, and then, of course... Oh, and i got to put it down. That's always the hard part. Ah! <laughs> okay, great. And then I got Good three job. Funkos in the mail today uh, from uh, San Diego Comic-Con, all the shared exclusives. I set an alarm with Charlie to get up and order these when they went on sale. So first off, just for you guys, all you comics fans, we got Chris Santin. He is so and he is so He has brass knuckles and fuzz and hair. <laughs> like, it's, it's legitimately one of the most impressive Funkos I've ever seen. Um, I'm really actually stoked about it. It's very detailed, yeah. It's astonishing. We also have... From the upcoming Andor series, Cassian with the full beard. And what I like about this, if all you are Funko collectors in box, you don't see this. On the back, he's got a little hood. 
Look at that. Oh, that's sick. Nice. They added that, it's, which I it's, love. It's not that the hood's not big enough for his head. I know. That's it's it's a bad <laughs> it's not a good hood, Caleb. It's just a hood. <laughs> uh but then, then finally you I got this hood. uh this purge trooper from Obi-Wan, which of course started in Jedi Fallen that's Order. Sick. But I like the subtle differences that were totally worth fifteen dollars to get that. So uh yeah, that's been my day. It's just it's just getting swag. And I'm also very excited, of course, when Emma messaged me and said, Hey, we need another for the show. I'm like, let's talk some freaking Star Wars comics. Cannot wait. Yes, thank you so much for for being available for us last minute. Uh, dear Tyler is down down with the Rona, Lady Rona. And, um, yeah, finally got him, but uh, we wish him well. He's 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 gonna be fine, folks. You know, he just feels a little mm-hmm. just feels a little under the weather, which is understandable. Oh so, yeah, yeah. We miss you, Tyler, and thank you, Eric. Exactly. Sore throats and podcasts don't mix. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> but. For those of you who are joining us, if this is your very first episode, welcome to a very binary number. It's episode sixty-four of a uh, Star Wars of of a Star Wars comics podcast. Again, we're the Cosmic Force, and we broadcast on YouTube uh, every Wednesday uh, on YouTube.com slash Utini. Uh, we try to make it at 8 p.m. That's it. This one is uh, the exception, not the rule. <laughs> if you can't join us live, that's okay. As you're listening now, we'll be on your favorite podcast pet platforms and the video will still be on youtube later if you want to if we're also part of the utini podcast network of shows a discord channel with over a thousand members at youtube or utini.com slash discord uh with hundreds of, of of active members and dozens of channels it's a great place to get plugged in and if you like what you see and want to say uh thank you head over to our patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini where for as little as five dollars a month you gain exclusive access to all of the podcasts we put out the entire network of shows as well as exclusive merch and community involvement and activities uh do we have any new patrons that we want to shout out this week no new patrons, um, but yeah, if you're interested in joining our Patreon, um, it's a great place. Lots of fun people, um, and we love your support. Lots of fun extras. Yeah. Um, in fact, Tim and I have been kind of tossing around an extra. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> yes, tease, tease, tease. I've only told Tim about it, so I have to tell you guys after the show. But I know nothing of what they're talking about, everyone. Just so you know, if you're, sneaky, if you're aware of what I do around here, I didn't know there were secrets involved. <laughs> And uh, yeah. well, anyway, Eric, you're gonna love it. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it. I'm sure. I'm sure to find yeah. out with with the rest of y'all and consider this a future patron shout out for you. Yes, you. You're listening. Yes. You're thinking about it. I'm gonna shout you out. You're a wonderful. We love human. you. <coughs> we do. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. All right. With that, uh, we do have a weekly pull list this week, though. Um, there was two comics that came out this week. Uh, the first one that we're gonna be talking about is Obi Wan number three, called Darkest Before the Dawn, written by Christopher Cantwell with art by Alessandra. Alessandro Mir- Miracolo and uh, col- sorry, I'm reading this off of the comic and the font is so weird. <laughs> You're killing it. <laughs> uh, colors are by Frank William, letters by Joe Caramanga, and cover from our friend Phil Noto. Um, I love this cover. We've we've known about this cover for quite some time, and I've just been really looking forward to this issue because it just seems like classic, straight up Clone Wars, and I'm here for that. Um, so yeah, really excited to, to dig into that. Um, the second issue, uh, that we have this week is issue number 22 of the Dr. Afro 2020 series. Uh, this issue is written by Alyssa Wong with art by Minkyu June, uh, and Natasha Bustos. And the colors are by Rochelle Rosenberg, letters by Joe Caramanga. And this cover is by Scott 
W. Scott Forbes. Oh, and by the way, the subtitle for this issue is called Echoes, just like it says on the title. So, really excited. Afro's, she's in some trouble. See if she can get out of it. I have not read either of these, but that Afro cover is getting me nightmares. It's gorgeous. (laughs) In the best of ways. Yes. Yeah. The Afro covers always seem to be like a little different than most of the other Star Wars sort of things. They're a lot more um, art house, for lack of a better term. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. So if you want to get your copy uh, or copies of these comics, um, all the links will be down in the description below. We highly recommend you check these comics out. Dr. Afro's heating up. Uh, The Obi-Wan has been good for healing that Obi-Wan FOMO. So, (laughs) Yes. It is so weird going from the I have new Star Wars to watch every week to being like, Oh right, because obviously we love we love the it's it's book release week, it's comics yeah. week. This is all great, but there's just there's just something there's about still something it. missing. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that <laughs> about being yeah. on because you know we you know we're all reading our uh, our favorite books and all these comics have at different times. But when a movie comes out or that show comes out, it's really great to uh, you know talk about it all at the same time. Yeah, you know, and uh, like our Discord, hint hint wink wink, hint, hint, wink, yes. wink even correct. correct. <laughs> Though, speaking of uh, of things we're reading, let's go around here, and is there anything that we're reading notable in the group, anything that we want to talk about? Uh, I've been working on Padawan. Um, I've been pretty enjoying it. It's been interesting to see that period and in Obi-Wan's life, and um, yeah, I've been, without spoiling anything, just because it, it came out yesterday, I've been... It's it's been enjoyable, yeah. Yeah, I know that was like the that was like the worst. Great, great wow. review. <laughs> great, solid, <laughs> solid something. Yeah, five I, out of seven, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that one was good as well. Uh, of course, you know, plug check our review at utini.com. Yes. Uh, the video also came out today that Nathan did. If you want to check out what we thought about it, I enjoyed Padawan. I thought it was good. A little younger than some recent YAs, which I think is fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I I wanted to share what I've been reading. This is, you know, I'll admit it's a bit of a flex. That's fine. Um. This has been my week. Uh, um, yeah, I'm making my way through Princess so and the Scoundrel, uh, the kissing book of Star Wars, as it's also known. Um, and let's see, Embargo is not up. So what I can say is that if you like the excerpts that have been coming out from USA Today and other things like that, weren't those awesome? What if that was just <laughs> like 300 pages longer? I mean, that's all. I mean, yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's all I can say. Uh, yeah, this is this is the like, one of the shortest windows we've ever had between releases from Padawan to Princess and the Scoundrel. So I've yeah. been trying to get through it, but uh, yeah, it's been a hell of a week. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy, and also that that little standee from San Diego Comic Con mm. oh. showing the full dress. Beautiful. I mean, come on, guys. How can you not read a book like that? Leia's full wedding dress. Leia's full wedding dress. We saw it. Amazing. I want to wear that to my wedding. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Don't let your dreams just be dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> nah, that's a pull. Perfect. All right. Um, I'm reading something interesting, which I'm sure will shock some of you that I haven't done it already, but I'm going through Claudia Gray's uh, initial Star Wars novel, Lost Stars. Oh, hey. When's your first time reading Lost Stars? I wow. went through the manga version, so it's I'm going okay. through the oh, interesting. book now. So, Heck yeah, um, dude. It, it's that's good. awesome. Like I think uh, that's if you've been around Utini for a while, it's on the top of our like must read lists for good reasons. It's a very light, breezy book. Like it makes you want to rewatch the the movies, the original trilogies, Correct. because you got some more context. Like mm. it's definitely something you have to watch the movies first. It's not like oh, if you want to get into Star Wars, you should read this book first. I don't yeah. think it would make much sense. But 
that's like that's a, that's a we that I'm not using it as a negative. Like no, it's, no, no, it's good. It's uh, it's good. It, it ties itself in very well. Like the two leads have a lot of great chemistry. It's a great book. You should read it if you have not already. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Lost, Lost Stars. stars. <laughs> Honestly, it. you probably heard it here last. It's probably like the last, <laughs> probably like the last two team members to fail to recommend this. <laughs> That's awesome, an interesting man. perspective, though, to to read the manga first. Like, yeah. I'm I'm interested to hear yeah, your like, final thoughts on that. I want to get to the end that. because there's some moments that I, I'm about halfway through the book, and there's some moments I feel like the manga did better. Uh, something like mm-hmm. a more visual one. Like, there's mm. like I don't I hope this isn't a spoiler, but there's a point where like good. Darth Vader is introduced. Yeah, like, the mm-hmm. first time we see Vader, and in the manga, like he's like his like black cloak is like it's really fun because it like envelops the entire like back half right. of the page and it's like like just by uh, walking through he's like blacking out the screen awesome. just by walking through it's like there's a couple moments of that where it's like i feel like the visually it did it better yeah well that's so that's what's so fun i mean i see us being a comic show like seeing the different mediums of star wars is always so enjoyable for that reason like there's some things that just hit differently like i love being inside the character's thoughts almost a little more in a in a novel form of like hundreds of pages whereas like a comic those visual strikes the the page turns the splash pages you Mm. get and with manga like the the kind of like almost over dramatized versions of the comic of like the intense lines and stuff like uh i love that star wars is is around all of them because it really just shows what they all do so well Cool. It's Absolutely. rad. Go Star Wars, guys. Go Star Wars. Go, go yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> awesome. In fact, let's do some go Star Wars. Let's uh, let's get into the main topic <gasps> here. If we don't have yes. any other yeah. uh, directions, let's just talk about uh, when I saw this coming down in our uh, our plans here. I thought, man, this is going to be the easiest episode we've ever done because <laughs> mm-hmm. this is you would think episode sixty four is our favorite comics of all time. I made like you know it was a little like fake when we did it, so I we decided to um. Well, I decided, and no one else argued with me. Let's pick about <laughs> two of our st- favorite Star Wars comics. But I did notice the title was, at least in the calendar, was a little vague. And let's also, just to know a little bit more about us, let's take a step outside of the Marvel and Dark Horse publishing and talk about our favorite, you know, non-Star Wars comics. See where it stacks up. See where, you know, where we go when we're not reading about far, far away. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do we... Do you want to go through this, like, person by person, or do you want to try to do round robins? How do you feel? Uh, I think round I... robin would be Round robin, yeah. Let's, let's, let's yeah. each do them and then kind of, like, circle it around. I love that idea. Absolutely. So, uh, let, look, I see you've already got the, my artwork pulled up, so I'll just jump on this sort of thing. Uh, for those of you who are actually watching, you're pretty, it's my first choice. might be a little obvious. <laughs> wearing. No one else has brought it up. No one else has brought it up yet. It's so... Kudos to you, but I am wearing my Lando cape right now. It's so normalized in my mind. I I was going to say, it's like part of your wardrobe to me. Yeah, it just makes sense. (laughs) Is this the the third week in a row we've mentioned Lando? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe maybe we can Beetlejuice this and and Billy Dee Williams will pop out of woodwork. (laughs) I would die. Amazing. Uh, that would be really weird, but uh, it is the my personal favorite Star Wars comic of all time is... Lando 2015 by Charles Soule. Uh, pencils by Alex Maylev. Uh, I feel like I've already talked all there is t- to talk about with this issue. Uh, it's in a wonderful little one-shot. It does everything that I want a Star Wars comic to do, especially like a limited series like mm-hmm. this. And I would love it to take a character that we know, 
uh, we know well, expand upon him a lot more, introduce a little bit more of his backstory, his motivations, maybe flesh out some side characters, some background, like, noise characters that we saw elsewhere, and just really flesh it all out. Like, I love how everything about this comic, like, ties together uh, and, like, points Lando in a direction that we see him going in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I am not shocked in the least that, not even <laughs> that this was your favorite. Like, yeah. if this was a bingo board, this would have been the spot right in the middle. Like, you know, free space. Free space. Mm-hmm. Free space. Free space Caleb loves yeah. Lando 2015. Like, it's, it's not a controversial pick at all. No, but it's great. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's a solid comic, too. Yeah, love what you love. You got to feel it out. Uh, yeah, Lando's. It's funny because I read it when it came out. I haven't revisited it in a while, but as much as you talk about it, it's always one where I'm like, you know what? If I just have a day, it's time to, to breeze through it. Because I loved Alex Maleev's work on, like, Daredevil with Brian Michael Bendis mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, I, I've, I always remember seeing him at so many Comic-Cons, and I can never afford a commission of his. But, like, his stuff with Lando is just so... It looks unlike any other Star Wars comic. Um, and it's yes. just really... Ah, uh, it's excellent. Great. Yeah, yes. And honestly, when we reread it for our roundtable, I... I feel like I gained a new appreciation for it that I didn't have in the first read through. So I think it's definitely um, really beneficial to, you know, reread some stuff that maybe you were a little iffy on at first, you know, get some get some new eyes on it. Yeah, exactly. You know, comics are like a really light media, so it's easy for you to absorb a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. But it, yeah. It, the, the good thing is that sometimes when you like enjoy something, you can go back and reread it and still get a lot more and still get that surprise and enjoyment out of it. I've 100%. You know, have been experiencing that with, I feel like I've read the first volume of the High Republic uh, series like four <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> because we talked about it so much, but like each time I go back, I'm like, reading it with like different character voices i'm like really paying attention to the dialogue or Mm -hmm. sometimes just to the art so comics uh really like reread rereads add a lot of weight to it so i would highly encourage you know even if you feel like oh i read this like you know a couple years ago go back and reread them just like go back through the the artwork you know if you have uh marvel unlimited it's mm-hmm. super easy to just look it up yeah. yep. go back through it even just like skim through it and just look at the art and just re- be reminded of how the art tells the story so now we've got the obvious pick out of way who wants to go next i will go next um and i had no choice um, speaking of rereads, no choice, no, no choice. choice at all. But to mention, no free will. Star Wars: Shattered Empire. Um, yes. It is an incredible comic, a four-issue miniseries. Um, it was actually part of the Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens line. So this came out like three I months like ahead like of Lost Stars. The Force Awakens. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. So super cool. Um, the creators, it was written by Greg Recca, art by Marco Cicchetto, um, Angel and Zieta, and Emilio Lazo, uh, with covers by Phil Noto um, and Marco Cicchetto as well. So this is really neat because it spans like a three-month time frame between the ending of the Battle of Endor and then like into Operation Cinder, which if you have no idea what that is, it's basically Palpatine's ultimate revenge, his whole contingency of like, mm. if I die, I'm going to bring you down with me kind of a thing. If um, I die young, blow I up all the planets, kill the people <laughs> yep. that I really hate and... Yeah, God, that I, one. I love you so much, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. It's amazing, just off the Only Eric would do that. Um, it's really cool, but one of the reasons I think that this is really worth a reread now um, is because it heavily features um, Cass Dameron and Charbet. 
and yes both pose yes. parents and they are getting a lot of screen time if you will in the star wars mainline right now um well, it's so, panel time yeah there's, time. there's yes. a lot of um really cool work um with uh, Kess and the Pathfinders working with Han. Um, you get to see Leia. Um, I'm sorry, flying an N1 Starfighter oh, around yes. Naboo. What? <laughs> Stop it. Um, super cool. And get to see Luke doing some fun Jedi things as he's starting to kind of go off into his own. And it's a really cool exploration of like, what are our heroes going to do now that the war is won, but it's not. Um, right. And I'm excited to see some of that in Princess and the Scoundrel as well, because it seems like it's going to be taking place shortly after the Battle of Endor. So to see how these two stories kind of line up together, this has been like my my favorite time period, I think. And I've been hoping that we get more in this era, the immediate aftermath. Um, very excited. So definitely read this again. It's gorgeous. I thought, I thought Aftermath was a different series. Yes, after that. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> yes, and both. I love what, what I love about this cover up here that you showed is that Lando is like in the middle of that awkward clap that he does mm. at the end yep. of the Battle of Endor, yes. where it's so Billy, like oh Billy Dee Williams is like, I don't know if we're still rolling or not, and he's just like yeah. clapping along. I love that. This yeah. is such an iconic cover, honestly. Like, Series rocks. And the other thing about this uh, comic too is this is the first. I would say this is this is the first one I can remember at least. Um, the first book or comic that i read that i really felt like oh dang this is like tying stuff together like yeah operation yeah. cinder stuff because i had just played battlefront 2 mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god this is like this is like filling in the gaps it's it, wild it's like, and, and it's it's what really turned me on to mm-hmm. like comics yeah it's honestly. the ultimate connective tissue i mean we're about to watch yeah. you know a trilogy that's going to feature poe dameron who's this ace pilot and then you're like well where did he come from how is he supposed to relate to anybody mm-hmm. that we know originally and it's like well if you read this comic you would know that his parents were heavily involved in stuff mm-hmm. um, and it's it's really cool to see that and to see them get some life here on the other side years later i mean years yeah. later it's cool it's the best. Um, all right, I will. I will step up to the to the to the plate. Next here, yeah. uh, we have a lot of great comics that we're seeing on the screen. I I, I did a little extra credit because I have to. I have to. I have to prove myself to y'all. And my my first comic that I have chosen, I am I am showing off a bit because it's the only one that I own all the volumes of thus far. Oh. Um, which all is three. all three of them. That's right. All th- that's why it makes it easy. It's in one hand. Uh, the Higher Public by mainly Kevin Scott and Ario Anandito, friend of the show, Ario Anandito, and friend of yes. the Living Force, Kevin Scott. Um, it's funny, when I was chatting with Emma about this prompt, I was like, oh, I'll pick some that folks haven't picked yet because I'm sure someone already has the Higher Public. And she's like, well, not yet. And I was like, awesome, dibs. Um, <laughs> and what I love so much about The High Republic is that it has succeeded where I think some other comics comics have not, which is taking comics-exclusive characters and putting them on par with like book characters in the same initiative. Mm-hmm. So with The High Republic, obviously, as we've talked ad nauseum, one of the greatest things is that it's in everything. It's in comics. It's in audio dramas. It's in books. And Keith Trennis is just as big a deal as Elzar Mann and Avar Chris yeah. and everyone else. And, and she's only in the comics. Like, she does not cross over, and yet the story is good enough and the stakes are high enough that these stories really kind of keep the interest of the audience as much as the books. Now, aside from 
the initiative importance um, just purely on the craft of these comics. They've, they've blown me away with every single issue. Kevin's writing in this is just as good as it is in Rising Storm, um, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And Ario's art is absolutely unhinged with how good it is. Yeah, he The way he draws action is probably the most exciting, um, but also the moments of loss and the moments of grief, even the moments of comedy, like his facial expressions and... Um, Hold on, I'm going to open it up now in front of me. The coloring work, especially um, by Annalisa Leone. Uh, and Mark Morales is the inker who inks like 90% of all comics. Uh, but Annalisa Leone's colors are so vibrant and beautiful. And I think they establish the visual language of an entire era. And I think that is so hard to do because every yeah. single other Star Wars comic at least in the settings and the ships, has had some kind of visual representation right. to go off of. And this comic was all like, this is what we think it is, and it's all brand new. It's only been described in the books. Um, and yeah, I love it. Every single issue of this so far, it made me more excited. I could not wait to devour every single one of them as they were released, and I cannot wait for Phase 2 slash Volume 2 slash Star Wars The High Republic parenthesis 2022 Whatever we're going to call it when it comes around here, uh, I believe in October. So, yeah, Higher Public, easy for my first choice. It's so it's so good. And and I hated not putting it on my list, honestly, <laughs> like just because it's so good. But I mean, it's one of those things like somebody asks you, what are your favorite Star Wars movies? I can't I can't tell you that. Yep. I don't know. The most common question it, that it, none of us can answer. It's similar to this. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's similar to this because, I mean, the Higher Public is such a masterpiece. It it, it almost it almost feels like it's on its own level in a way and for a lot of reasons like what you were saying with the whole like you know creating your own its own visual language mm -hmm. and stuff like that <laughs> um establishing an, a story that's as important um as the books mm -hmm. which i mean i remember when this thing was announced none of us thought, none of us even kind of imagined how important the comics would be no. we thought they would just kind of be a, be an uh, add -on. You know, a throw in yeah, yeah because that's how they always are um mm -hmm. In, in many circumstances where they say that they're going to tie in uh, and then it kind of turns out to be just something on the side. Yep. Um, yeah, this comic, it pleases me so much just as a comics fan. <laughs> it's just amazing. And it was our comic of the year. I mean, come on. What more do you it want? It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, it had to be on someone's list. Exactly. Me. Although, yeah. although I got to say, Emma, looking at the outline here, I mean, your first choice, which is coming up here, is is the only, similar to Caleb, similar <laughs> to Tim, there's, there was only one choice. <laughs> Yes, there, there was only one choice for me. I figured I would get it out of the way. This is like, okay, y'all, it's never going to win like the best Star Wars comic ever, right? But this is like my niche love. You do know it. What I mean? Own it's, it. It's the one love that it. I always love. Yes. I forced everyone to do a round table on it. <laughs> and that is Mutiny at Moncala. Let's go. Uh, yes. I just love it. I mean, this cover, y'all. I When I saw this cover, I had this feeling in my bones <coughs> that this is going to become my favorite comic. God, of that all Leia time. outfit is just all time. I mean, it's my so good. God. And they're making a black series out of it. They're yes. making a black series. And. I can't wait for that to come. When that comes, I'm going to be showing that off like nobody's business. I considered getting two, one to keep in the box, one to open. That's sure. Brilliant, brilliant I'm not decision. that crazy. You should. Yes. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Yeah. Consume. Yeah. Consume. Enable. Definitely. I, I just, uh, this comic, I can't, there's so many things I love about it that it's hard to boil it down to a few points. But um, I would say like getting to see Leia 
as a leader and all of her facets as a leader. Uh, not only does she like get herself into the action, um, but she's also uh, a good diplomat um, and and is able to kind of be everybody's rock because everybody is so rambunctious in her team. Like, I mean, Luke is idiotic a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Han is, Han doesn't care. He doesn't want to be there. Um, and, and C-3PO and R2-D2 just bicker the whole time. So she's the one that kind of like holds it together. I mean, che- Chewie's pretty stable too, I would say. Yeah. But, uh, I'd yeah. Say so. She definitely holds, she holds everyone down. And I would say also just getting to see Moncala in this era, mm-hmm. in this importance is really cool. Like, how did they get all those all those Mon Calan ships in episode? Uh, well, we see some of them yeah. in episode five, mm-hmm. but they play a big role in episode six. Right? How did they get those ships? This is the comic that answers that. That's so cool. Like, who would have even thought that a comic would even answer that question? It's not a question that we needed answered per se, but we got the answer. And how how can we forget? How can we forget? I think his name was Tonga, mm-hmm. the, are, the shapeshifter. Tonga, right. Jokester, yeah. yeah. And, and he and C-3PO did a Mon Callan opera together to stall for time for like three hours, and it was comedy gold. Yep. So well, shout, that, out to, shout out to my boy Tonga. That's the thing you mentioned about <laughs> Leia. Like, she's, she's everybody's rock, but she also does such an incredible job of letting the people around her play their part. Um, yes. She's like, this Especially is a good leader. that I cannot do, good but leader. you can, and I need you to do it. And it's yeah. so, so incredible. The The writing is excellent there, for sure. Yeah, it, it's oh, very good. I, I would say, when I was writing, um, I, I should say, uh, this was written by uh, Karen Gillan with art by Salvador LaRocca, and the cover is by David Marquez. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting to me that one of my favorite comics was drawn by Salvador LaRocca. I agree. It <laughs> it's it it shows it, it, like there's good in him, I know it. Like that's what it is. <laughs> yes. That's what Mimi Kala is. It's like yeah. there's, there's you know, we, we don't need it we're not that kind of show where we need to get into that part of LaRocca, but there is you're a right. bit of like, oh he's not Salvador everybody's cup of yeah. Like yeah. he yeah. has a lot he is a he is a far more talented artist than I will ever be. And the he same. does really good work on on like when on all the technical details on all that yeah, yeah. Like every like the backgrounds the uh, opera houses everything looked immaculate yep. yes oh some gorgeous really, vistas some great some really great work on that so yeah yep. it's so, really good. yeah it's really good so and I, I need to get a copy like a physical copy of this i every time we talk about it on the show i'm like why don't i have a physical copy of this this is like this is wrong you gotta buy so. it during the show that's the thing while someone else is going now you gotta Jump yeah, on there. I gotta, I gotta look it up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. It. So, uh, I guess we'll go back to the top, and that goes back to That's me. You. Yes, sir. Round so robin it. I, I picked enough. So, my next uh, favorite one, you know, Lando was the one that jumped out immediately. I'm like, oh, Lando, of course, naturally. But I'm like, <laughs> that's a little much. So, maybe I should add another one so we can, you know, bounce that out. You know, have, actually have a discussion here. I thought for a little bit, and then I remembered that probably one of my favorite comic moments came from both volume five and six from the Dr. Aphra series, the 2016 mm, series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Such a good uh, run. Th- but by this time it was by Simon Spurrier with pencils by Kev Walker and Emilio Laso. Um, I, it, it was really hard to narrow it down. For those who don't remember, Volume 5 was the Catastrophe Con, where she was stuck on the uh, Imperial Oh, I love prison. that one. That was wow, yes! By, uh, that was, uh, the prison was just a giant asteroid of crashed starships that when they need to add more prisoners they just crashed your ship into that giant ball of ships and then um 
like some really wacky stuff. And it's great because it's a prison heist movie, but it's also in Star Wars and the stakes are incredibly high. And in uh, volume six, Worst Among Equals, where she is literally tied to the most evil thing she has created. It's like seeing the Dr. Frankenstein and his creation being like tied at the ankle to each other, even though they hate each other, they can't uh, escape from one another and seeing right. them bring out the worst in each other. That like, after that, this volume, like, whenever someone says, you know, Dr. Afra, and we've done it on this own show, Dr. Afra, she's just like a evil uh, Indiana Jones. That's a really, that's a good way of selling the character to uh, someone who's never heard of her before. Sure. But she, but this has proved that she's far beyond just a pastiche of a more popular yeah. character. She is a definitive individual in the Star Wars universe with, like, really deep motivation and mm-hmm and uh, emotions in her own story. And she needs her own television series, gosh dang it. <laughs> it <I laughs> does, yes. Put her so in off, live action. Off camera, we were discussing some of the issues that have been going on with some of the live action Star Wars projects and the, and the, the promise of them all happening. I will say here, I think I've said it before, before 2025, I'll say at this point, we will see a Dr. Afrin live action. Easy. God, I hope Easily. so. I hope so. I th- I would have sworn that we would have gotten her in live action before Black Chrysanthemum in live action. Mm-hmm. I thought so, but too. Now that Black Chrysanthemum is in live action, I feel like we almost have a better chance. Anything is possible. You know what I mean? Yep. I agree. Exactly. I agree. They've acknowledged her existence. Yes. By yeah. putting Gla- Black Chrysanthemum well, in. Like, so. maybe we'll, maybe we'll, like, what we saw in the, uh, in, uh, Obi-Wan, like, where they had, like, all the names scrawled on the wall. Maybe we'll see something like that in Andor. Why not? Why yeah. not? I say. I, I, would, I would enjoy. Oh, you mean that. you mean the Bail Organa show, Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding Bail on. Organa I'm holding on. Hope. Feature, fe- featuring Baby Leia. There it is. Why not? Put him in everything. Oh Lord. <laughs> exactly. Yes, but I, I said the Doctor Afro run. It was good, but at that point, around Volume Five, around Volume Six, I realized this is why I love in like long form comics where yeah. they mm. they set yeah. up like a character for her perfect eventual like fall like then having that great dramatic moments in that series. Like this was a great like you know apex of her character development. 100%. So don't if you're not in there, don't skip to these volumes. Read the series. It's great. yes. The whole series is absolutely worth your time. Yep. Great pick. Great pick. Solid. All right. So let's keep this going. Afrin needs this TV series. You know who else needs a TV series? Tell me, Tim. Obi-Wan and Anakin need their own series. They yeah. already have their own. It's called <laughs> the, the Clone the whole, the whole Wars. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. I know. Obi-Wan and Anakin. Don't. That's don't, it. don't. Don't. Don't let me. Don't let this dream die. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. I had to choose uh, Charles Soule's Obi-Wan and Anakin run. Um, it was one this of his. One of his so good. First, it's so good. One of his first hits. I, I mean, everything he does is a yeah. hit. But, um, it's like his this, early albums. Yeah. Right. Right. This um, is like his, his, like his college dropout. But before he sold out. Yes, but he did not sell out. Um, <laughs> he did not. So one of the things that I realized, actually, when I was going through and trying to decide which uh, comics I wanted to choose for my favorite Star Wars ones, I actually accidentally chose two comics whose art is by Marco Cicchetto. And I was like, oh my oh God. Oh my God. Well, because he's awesome. We an, I think we need an artist roundtable, or maybe this is it. This is the artist spotlight. That's a great idea. I'm writing that down right now. Do I love to um, Do it. Cicchetto's I, amazing. All the Daredevil work in there. I love everything about this comic um, and his art style is so unique. It just has like this 
glossy, like ethereal kind of thing. Lots of blues and greens, which is mm-hmm. probably a little bit of why my uh, my background is such. Um, but this was really cool because this was Disney's or Marvel's first like Jedi-centric miniseries after the transition from the buyout. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it shows a young Anakin um, and Obi-Wan really wrestling with each other. Um, yeah. this, this series is like heavy on the philosophy side on like, why war? And like, why don't the Jedi stop it? And Anakin yes! like, being yes! young and, and really wrestling with, we have the power to do something. Why aren't we doing it? And then kind of becoming disillusioned. Um, he like threatens to leave the order and Obi-Wan's like, well, how to, how would that work? Like if you left, like I have to fulfill a promise to train you. So like maybe I leave too? question mark. Right. Right. Um, and it's all set against this backdrop of this war torn planet. They're trying to figure out, you know, where this distress signal came from that they're answering. And it's just, it's so heavy. And in the midst of all of this, we get to see, Really the first, I think, look at Palpatine truly grooming Anakin. Um, yeah, so, yeah 100%. He's like, he's like, I'm going to pay attention to your career, or, you know, whatever, with great interest. And uh, you get to see him, like, there are flashbacks in this comic that that show Palpatine, like, taking Anakin without Obi-Wan around, like, to the under parts of Coruscant, like, to the lower levels and, mm-hmm. like, see bad things happen. And look at these senators doing bad things. You want to know why slavery hasn't ended? Because yeah. they're here gambling. Bad and, things like, happen in Palpatine's <laughs> underparts is what you're saying. I completely get it. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Absolutely. it. That's what we need to and, learn uh, from this. Eric. And, and I'm, just, I'm just listening. Yeah, yeah, and you're active listening, which is important. Um, and I'd like to acknowledge at this point um, Jared Mays for uh, Naked Palpatine. There you go, buddy. There um, it is. We got there. Yeah. We got there. It's, it's out there now. So, uh, yeah, it's really, really, really stellar work. I highly recommend it. And honestly, if you're not going to read it for any of those reasons, I mean, one, what is wrong with you? But two, um, <laughs> there are dragons and there are mechs in this. Yeah, it's it's got some, it's awesome. like fr- and frozen like yo zeppelins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It had like there, well, there were a couple pages there that reminded me of like uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, Legends of Korra, like yes, Fire Nation yes, with plus, balloon. Like it's a whole thing, um, and it is Chik- really good. And Chiquetto's art with like lightsabers to wait yes. he draws them in action mm-hmm. is like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. One Completely of agree. Takes. It's like it's I still can like envision it now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I saw Chiquetto for the first time on maybe Daredevil or maybe he's doing Daredevil now, but he's done some Marvel work as well before Star Wars. And like he's just he's just electric. He's a really electric artist. I'm so glad you put him on here twice. Yep. Yeah, he is now officially on our show ideas yes. list. Yes, good, good, good. And uh, Tim, if if, uh, if you're not still joining us on the show by then, we'll have you back. Yes, Definitely. that sounds incredible. there. It is ready for it. All right. Well. I'm ready for that. I hope you're also ready for my next pick because that is going to be very similar to my first pick. I'm so sorry to do this twice. No, you have to. We're doing High Republic <laughs> Adventures. High Republic Adventures, which is for some reason yes. by IDW and not Marvel. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> this is by Daniel Jose Older and Harvey Tolabow mainly. Um, this series, when, when it was coming out, I kept saying was one of the most slept on underrated comics I've maybe ever read. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was the first comic in a while that's made me truly respect the storytelling of like all ages comics, which is also more on me for not being as open to it as other kind of mediums. But the way that Daniel Jose Older writes these kids in this story 
is just incredible. And I've never connected so quickly with like Padawan characters or any younger mm. characters they have as reading this comic. And I also think Harvey Tolabau is like just truly un uh, just just off the yeah. charts with the art in this so book. Good. Like it is it is so um detailed. The amount of like like specific artistic things like folds in fabric and like skin tones and textures and like all these kinds of things throughout this series just make it so epic. And I think it does have some of the best splash pages in all of Star Wars. Some of these two page spreads in any of these giant action sequences are so fun, but also the emotional truths of people, especially Lula and Zine, uh, whose relationship kind of blossoms throughout this series are so beautiful. And it's in a way we have not quite seen in Star Wars before. And if you take this series and marry it to Daniel Jose Euler's Midnight Horizon, the YA book, it oh is one of the most perfect mashups of storytelling in all of Star Wars publishing I've ever read. And overall, I just think that this series was a little hard to, to follow because the IDW releases currently, it's hard to find just physically because even the IDW trades like I held up here are sm- are smaller. They're not full sized. Um, now that Dark Horse is getting the license back, like there's licensing issues, like it, they don't make it easy to read this, which is infuriating. But overall, Agreed. I think that if you if you waited on this because it was a younger comic, or if you just didn't have it on Marvel Unlimited or whatever, it's worth whatever kind of small monetary sacrifice you have to make to find it. Because I think some of the best High Republic characters in the whole initiative are found in these pages. I will say, I completely agree. There is hope. So, not necessarily on the American yeah. side of things, but in the UK and in France, maybe? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think Panini Comics is going to be releasing them. Um, so, if you jump into our Discord, we have friends all over the world in there, and they will smuggle stuff for you. Camilla! So, Camilla! Yeah. I, I'm go- I'm it's worth it. the price of shipping. It's worth the price of shipping. <laughs> and yeah, of trusting the definitely. French, which is also a, a price to pay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Emma. Apologies wow. to any of our French listeners. Yeah. Goodness. We'll move on right past that. Uh, please forget my anti-French sentiments. Emma, what comics do you like in Star Wars? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. How do I follow that up? Uh, well, I think my next pick is definitely something that everyone can agree with is very good. That is correct. Um, generally. Uh, my pick is Dark Lord of the Sith. And we all it's know that's another book. one of Charles yes. Soule's bangers. Get it! Yes. <laughs> Uh, and the art is by Giuseppe Camincoli. And um, I mean, first of all, first of all, I need to address this cover. Um, this cover has the Death Star, like in progress Death Star, like first oh, Death Star yeah. in the I background. I that. didn't notice it until Nor tonight. Nor have I. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's awesome. That's four for four. And you've got like Death Troopers. And I'm like, I can't tell if that's. Geonosis maybe on the wow. bottom. I'm like trying to mm. look in. I don't know. It's something, dude. But it's. I mean, this is such a good cover. I mean, cover aside, the series itself is incredible. I yeah. I didn't realize how much I needed more Chocasta new content until now, or until I read it. Uh, and it was. Um, I mean, she's a badass. She's awesome. I mean, dude. And, honestly, uh, if if Tim put up charles souls college dropout this is charles souls my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy album like this is the maximalist i'm putting everything i've learned into this one series uh this is the correct answer for the the, i know we all tried here uh but uh emma (laughs) you got the correct answer on this one it's his masterpiece i mean you know charles soul he just celebrated his 100th 100th written issue uh in star wars and i feel like you know we were talking about 
about it uh was it last week or the week before but we were talking about it and um you know dark lord of the sith definitely came up in a lot of conversations on like what is his best work in star wars it's pretty undeniable he gets in the head of um of darth vader more than anyone had before um we see just an insane <sighs> amount of uh of callbacks and and we get to see his visions like who would have ever thought that we needed to see vader's visions until then mm. turns out they're extremely interesting and uh get, also the inquisitors man like getting to see how uh how the inquisitor program started how darth vader trains them and interacts with them it was just so fascinating and i'm, I'm so glad that we have this comic it's one that i have only read once but i desperately want to have time to revisit it yep um because it, it just i want that feeling again like can't put it down um just feeling so good about it at every turn um and it's so interesting to do that with a character like darth vader you yeah. know but but people have been on the <laughs> roll with him you know charles Saul and yeah Beck. And, and and i love what what he doesn't because this, this is the moment series right mm-hmm. is the moment, yes like Yes. Charles Soul in this series does, I think, what we all, across all shows, love so much, which is use established characters to really, like, build yeah. out Force lore. Because, like, we yeah. learn about this universe through the character stories and the way that he uses a Vader comic to expand, like, the Sith of the old days is, like, it's just insane. wild. And and the comic holy art on this, on this series is really just so visceral and dynamic which is so hard because you have a character who is masked the entire time and technically can't show emotion which for comic artists is so hard because it's all static imagery and i think that some folks don't give vader their artistic respect that he needs by not quite doing as much with the mask Mm -hmm. as you can but man just the the artistic intelligence it takes for a comic artist to choose the angle of the mask the shadows the lights like this series i think really you can see the tragedy of Vader with the mask still on in static imagery, yes. and I think that's that's just yeah. impossible. Great body language, great use of mm-hmm. body language yes. too. Like, yep. you can definitely tell what he's feeling by looking at his body. Um, it's so good, and then and then you get to see them building Vader's castle. I mean, oh my goodness, it's so who cool! Thought that we needed that, but we did. Yeah, <laughs> and I think the so best good. part about this whole that whole arc of Darth moment is that. It actually ties back to the Lando 2015 series. There we yeah, go! Right. Yes! It's the, uh, it's the soul verse. It's all coming together. Yes. <laughs> he flips his cave. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Love right. it. So. Caleb, um, it's back to you. It's back to me. So, uh, I figured we could have some fun, because we talk about Star Wars comics a lot here. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of our An thing. awful lot. Yeah, it's our thing. True. Go on. Comics is a very large industry, so I thought it'd be fun. Just we don't have to get into extreme detail here, but just to talk about our favorite comics, and not just Star Wars ones, but what we see also outside of the realms of the galaxy far, far away. So um, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about. Uh, I might talk about this for quite a long time. One of my favorite uh, comics of ever is the All Star Superman yeah. run. Great choice, Grant, such a good choice. I, Grant Morrison and Franta uh, and art by Frank Quitley. Uh, gosh, this is such a great comic. I am Superman is my favorite uh, superhero. I distinctly remember having uh, pillowcases like you know safety pinned to my shoulder when I was like three. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like it so was cute. it was um, like growing up on those uh, 
oh, why am I blanking on his name? The like the original 1940s animated series by yes! uh, did rotoscoping. Oh my like, god! It was some amazing like that was like some the def- childhood defining sort of moments here, and like I feel like Superman has kind of gotten a. Um, not a bad deal, but he's definitely, I feel like he's very easily misunderstood by yep. a lot of writers and a lot of comic you know, authors as well. But this one, All-Star Superman, it's a fantastic 12-issue run uh, by Grant Morrison, and it's probably like Apex Superman. It is like yep. the best it's ever been. Like, if you ever want to say, like, Superman's too strong, he's, you know, he's not boring or he's not interesting. Like, the comic starts with him getting, like, even more superpowered than he's ever been before. Yeah. But the comic is so dynamic and it explores such, like, niche parts about his uh, character design. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends I know in real life, I'm going to shout you out, uh, Chris, is, like, our very first conversation was about this comic, and, you know, here we are, like, nearly ten years later, and we're still we still hang out, like, weekly, but like, this comic is, like, it's defining. It is a great, great moment of Superman's, uh, the, like, Superman them, essentially. I have no notes. Yeah. No, it's, Absolutely. I mean, what, when I was in college and I started reading Marvel and DC, I had a really hard time with Superman myself, because I, I was... You know, I was your Fall Boy, Panic the Disco, Paramore, Emo Boy, and I'm like, who is this golden child? I do not care about him. I need my Misery Boys. <laughs> but you know, he's not as cool as Batman. <laughs> exactly. But then I read All Star Superman, and I got it because it is there. There's, there seems to be an issue with Superman in like the modern context, especially where artists and writers want to redefine him and make him morose and make him actually like like the boys or like irredeemable from from uh, Boom Comics, like all these other comics where you want to change him up. And it's like, no, if if you actually have a person who is as powerful and as good as him, that's actually exactly the kind of story that every year needs. And Grant Morrison taps into him so perfectly. Uh, he also, Grant Morrison also wrote a book called Superhuman, which is amazing. It's about like the psychology of superheroes in the modern day. Highly recommend it if you haven't read it before. Hmm. Um, but he delves into what he believes about heroes in every decade and every year. And this non-cynical look at Superman... I think is such a weird breath of fresh air in the comics industry. And if you haven't read it, like Caleb's saying, each issue kind of takes a different side of Superman as a different person that he's helping and a different kind of Herculean labor, if you will. It's kind of like the, the format. Um, yeah. Great choice. I, I love it. And I think, not to sound like an old man, but they don't quite make comics like that as much well, nowadays. I do, I do want to say this. Uh, yes. If you have already read All-Star Superman and you love that and you want more of that, there's a really great like four-issue series, five-issue series called Superman Up in the Sky. Hmm. Uh, I feel like the apexes and the high points of that are as good as All-Star, if not maybe even more. Amazing. It's, like, it is great. I will, you know, I'll try oh, to Oh, Tom King! Up, but, yeah, Tom yeah, King's Tom amazing! King, yes. It is a really, really good. I haven't read any of his other his other work, but oh. Superman Up in the Sky, like it's just a really like if you just want to be gut punched with emotion, ten out of ten, highly recommend. There we go, two for Sweet. one. Interesting. I'm gonna keep it in the DC house. If that's all right. So Caleb, Caleb stole my pick. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> All Star Superman is like, like my bread and butter. The essential Superman, like he is just distilled into everything, but. I'd say the next, my next favorite character who got a lot of life because of the CW show would be The Flash. This particular mm-hmm. volume comes right as DC was undergoing their rebirth initiative. 
So Eric kind of talked about the kind of morose and the kind of moody-ish changes on DC that they tried there from like 2011 to 2015, 16. This was like trying to get back to superheroes, to DC being like at their best, at their peak. Um, and they did a lot of really cool things. Um, but I think the Flash, he's so full of hope, but he also has a little bit of that detectiveness in him. Mm-hmm. Um, he pairs sure. up a lot with Batman in the first couple of volumes of each of their runs. Um, and, you know, he's he's got the, I'm trying to solve problems. You know, he goes to the crime scenes. He's kind of the investigative side on, on, on that back end. And he just... He he wants to figure things out, put things back together, um, but he's so full of hope. And the CW Flash series, I think, inspired a lot of this goodness coming back. Um, and I'll say that Josh Williamson absolutely kills the writing uh-huh. on this. Um, uh, Carmen D. Yandabing uh, Ninko um, also did a wonderful job on um, some really cool art with like Godspeed is this new villain in the series um, all white suit with like lightning being very extravagant he writes motion very well um, it's just I could not recommend it enough um, there's some it's a little bit of essence kind of like in the MCU you know how I had the blip where like everybody kind of is gone and they kind of come mm-hmm. back in the middle of nowhere that kind of happens with this initiative and people have to figure out how to move on with it. Like some people come back, some memories come back from like this weird kind of time lapse thing that, that occurs in DC. Um, also maybe Dr. Manhattan from the Watchmen graphic novel is a big player in this, which is, <laughs> this is a wild time outlandish. in DC comics. It was this is a wild time. It was absolutely bonkers. Um, but you see Barry who runs like really, really fast and takes life very, very quick, um, like start to slow down and realize there is more to life than me trying to just do nothing but go to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. And he helps people walk through that. And I think that's so important. And it, this was, I think Eric, you say it a lot all the time, like comic writers and book writers write for their day. And while this happened kind of pre-COVID, um, it was really interesting to get in there and go, like, yeah, it is okay to slow down. Things have been hectic for a little bit. Let's see if we can figure yeah. it out. Um, and I love that about this run. So, I will um, say, Tim, you said that he takes life quickly. And I'm like, so he just like kills people without a second thought. Absolutely. I know that's not what you meant. Oh. Yeah, no, no, this is not the boys. This is not the boys. Okay, okay, great. They take yeah. life quickly. Exactly. Like what? Just a one other thing I do want to quickly say is I feel like in one thing I love about you know modern you know going back to these classic like good person superhero and like Superman is I feel like we're now getting more like people trying to deconstruct Superman right. and trying to make him edgy than we are uh-huh. actually getting actual Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Like we 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 have. We've broken down these superheroes into like trying to make them mean more often than we are trying to make them kind. Yeah, they're heroes. Let them be heroes. And I I think this run does that really well across the entire initiative. So yeah, when I was a kid, I I grew up watching Lois and Clark, uh, Mm -hmm. which is my which was my Superman, and it reminded me of like also Superman and that stuff of the no cynicalness, just regular hero. Now, of course, uh, I mean if you don't know, uh, uh, Dean Cain grew up to be a, a royal prick, which is unfortunate. Um, but Superman was not because it was just like, here's Perry White and he runs a paper and he's a hero from Kansas. And I think there's been glimpses of that. But these kind of stories with, with like you're saying, Barry Allen and the Flash and Clark and Superman, I think it, there's not an accident that we're picking our favorite stories of just good heroes. Because, mm-hmm. man, isn't it refreshing just for good people to help people? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that kind of leads into, I threw in an extra bonus, and we're only supposed to pick one, but I could not leave this show without talking about Saga by Brian yes. K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. So here's the thing. This is subversive. It is epic space opera fantasy, and it is very, very mature. This is one of those comics that you don't read with your parents around or your children. Like, just going to be honest with you. I mean, the cover. Don't read it on the bus. I did that. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, I mean, the cover itself, like, already you know what you're kind of getting into. I mean, like, you have a mom and a dad who are from very different cultures. They are not the same. And she's just, like, breastfeeding her child on the cover. Like, what? While carrying a knife. What a badass. Yes. Alana is. Absolutely a badass. Um, It was heavily influenced by Star Wars. um, And Brian K. Vaughn worked a lot of this stuff like from his life. So some of the thoughts and ideas that he had as a child um, and then also as a parent, he really like put into this. Um, And Fiona Staples is next level with art. They do do a really cool thing in this series where there's a a narrator. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you there. But whenever the narrator is talking... Um, Fiona uses her own handwriting, like just free form over the art instead of like in the little text boxes and stuff like that. That's interesting. It is some of the most incredible art I've ever seen in my entire life. But I had to read like basically the little bitty like two, three sentence plot synopsis for it. It's the sweeping tale of one young family fighting to find their place in the universe. When two soldiers from opposite sides of a never ending galactic war fall in love, they risk everything to bring a fragile new life into a dangerous old world. And like, uh, if you've ever wanted a mature R rated star Wars, like this is essentially it. Like it is bonkers. It is crazy. It is, it is, it's so good so good yeah it sounds very interesting yeah i gotta i gotta say tim this i was gonna you know i'll go next with mine i was gonna pick this one because i will show here as well uh Mm -hmm. that's the only one i (laughs) i buy the giant expanded versions of saga i buy it digitally i've bought trades i have bought so much saga in my life because i think it is one of the most important narratives of all comics history i think it it is a feat um, also, there was a giant hiatus between. There was an arc that just finished. It came back after almost four years four of being off. Years. Four years. It's insane. Um, and I went to a mint, and my comic book shop had a midnight event to go get the next issue because it was that big of a deal. So beautiful. I mean, it, yeah. it is one. Can Eisner, I recommend it enough? Eisner Perfect. Award after Eisner Award. I mean, it was. This is the cream of the crop in comics games. Yep. Ever. Yeah, it's kind of like when Brian Cranston was getting all those Emmys. Like anytime Saga was up for an Eisner, they're like, "All right, well, this is gonna win best, so yep. better luck next year, everyone." <laughs> yep. Um, but I'll. Uh, so, so I, I thought about Saga, but then I learned I jumped into Slack and found that Tim had had absolutely chosen it, which I assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight I want to talk about one of my favorite non-Star Wars comics. Ah, I have all these physically because it's great. Uh, which is called Fear Agent. This is another deluxe edition that I'm showing under the camera hefty here. Book, yeah. yeah, very hefty. Um, but uh, of course, we have more covers of it here. So this is by my favorite comics writer, maybe my second favorite comics writer, Rick Remender, uh, with art by Tony Moore, who is the original artist on The Walking Dead, and oh, uh, Jerome Opeña, who is probably my favorite comic book artist of all time. Um, and what this is, gosh, how to describe Fear Agent? This is a it's a sci-fi book, and there's a guy who is essentially begins as kind of an exterminator in space, but he's like a Texan, and he drinks whiskey and flies <laughs> so a spaceship. 
It's Wes. Um, and then the whole story kind of turns once he starts finding that there is maybe another version of himself. And it gets into hard sci-fi, like alternate realities, multiple people, um, enslavement of entire races by superior planets, breaking the time stream, alternate universes. And all of it happens with something that Rick Remender does very well. This is a probably early aughts book, if I remember correctly. Um and around this time, he gets really into the main character, Heath's relationship with both his son and his father. I am a sucker for sons trying to figure out their fathers. Uh, me and my dad have a good relationship. It's just a story that I like. Um, but, like, it is <laughs> so intensely personal and profound whilst this guy is fighting aliens. And I think it's, it's one of the things that, you know, those of us that love sci-fi and fantasy adore so much is that it's using the lens of this incredibly wild, zany universe and time travel and alternate dimensions and all these kind of things to tell the story about a man finding himself in the galaxy. And this, this, uh, I remember when it ended, I, I jumped on it late and I read the last issue and went to my local comic book shop and, and bought it. And it was an event of realizing that I've seen this man go and go without any spoilers. Uh, cause I do highly recommend you picking it up. I watched him kind of get his entire life set in a certain way. And it was very cathartic. Uh, cause you know, in Star Wars, we don't have a lot of endings. Mm. The beautiful thing about the universe yeah. is that it keeps going and comics like these do have endings. And uh, yeah, it is beautiful. If you if you want to spend a ton of money and just trust my word, there's there's two giant library editions. Uh, but it's, it's published by Dark Horse. Uh, it bounced around to Image as well, I believe. But yeah, Fear Agent by Rick Remender. And if you like this, I highly recommend uh, Black Science by Rick Remender, which is another one of Daddy Issues and Family Stuff. And Deadly Class, which is his story, his Image, which is about a school full of assassins in the 1980s. So, a couple of my favorite. Not wow. in Star Wars comics. I bought a lot of comics when I was in college. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. That started in 2005. Yep. Nice. Way back and it ended in 2011, so <laughs> a long run. Yep, I was in college. It was great. Oh, interesting. Sad. Well, I'm about to be boring because I, <laughs> I haven't... Boo! I know, I know, Boo I know, better. I know, I know. <laughs> I haven't read a single <laughs> comic outside of the Star Wars universe. And I'm ashamed ever? of that, honestly. Ever. Well, then you like, got, like, ever. four to read. Here you go. We're about to change. Yeah. You got to read Saga, Emma. You got to read Saga. <laughs> I should. I should. Um, but. I will. It sounds interesting. Um, but I wasn't about to leave you guys without me picking anything. Um, I did have a pick, and then I was like, wait a second. I, I kind of want to pick two more. So I yes! kind of cheated a little bit. I picked two more. Do it. Uh, Star Wars ones. You're running the show. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, f- I figured I could make the rules. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the first one I want to shout out is so good. The Rise of Kylo Ren. Mm. Um, oh, I yes. Mean, what is there not to say about The Rise of Kylo Ren? I mean, mm. it was the first time we got a High Republic Easter egg. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Wild right. to think about now. Wow. Uh, I think it was um yeah, they were on uh uh shoot, what was that? Elfrona. Elfrona, right. Elfrona and and there was a holocron with Avar Chris. It was really cool. And um but aside aside of, of all that, um I love how we've picked mostly Charles Soule comics. <laughs> He's I just real good. <laughs> there's also yeah. a lot of him. There's a, there's a lot of his comics. It's there's true. a lot of his comics. He happens to be a very good writer. So yeah, this is written by Charles Soule um, with art by Will Sliney and colors by Guru EFX. Um, 
obviously it's a story of how, you know, I think the pitch for it was like from Ben to Ren or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, that's that very, right. that's very accurate. Yeah. Um, you know, we get to see how Ben interacts with, uh, Luke as his master and, um, you know, go on a mission. We get a little bit of Laura Santeca in there. It's pretty cool. Um, and we also get to see how he interacts with his peers as well, um, with his kind of core group and how they react to everything. And just seeing how he was like, he was always kind of bound to, to turn to the dark side. He didn't have much support, you know, from his parents. They just kind of sent him off to, uh, to, to Luke. And Luke really only focused on not him being his nephew or anything, but on him being a Jedi. Um, and I think Ben, like, really was craving some more support than that. And I think it was really interesting to kind of see how that deteriorated, deteriorated the status of his life um, and, and kind of his emotional well-being. And it's just a very fascinating character study on, uh, you know, you know Ben Solo that we don't, we yeah. don't get to see um hardly ever at all um mm-hmm. and it it made me desperately want want some more content from it and yeah it's it's a tragic story and one that i'm glad we got i think it answered a lot of questions that people had coming out of the last jedi you know whose version of the story was real etc cetera, etc cetera. and um yeah i i was shocked that nobody had picked it by the time i picked it and um because it's just really good it's in our it's in our comics foundational five so yeah and for a very good reason. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it really made Kylo slash Ben such an intensely amazing character. And I, and I forget sometimes how much I love him as a character. Just yeah, because he's not too. in as much stuff now. And like The Rise of Skywalker was my favorite film. So I kind of forget how much I really did love everything he did. And this comic. Yeah. You want to talk about getting into someone's head and really psychologically figuring out mm. like how he evolved and how he became one of the most complex characters in the saga no one better for it than Charles Soule and Sliney and their their partnership is just something to behold. Definitely. I, I hope we get more Star Wars stuff from Will Sliney. Yeah. Um cuz I I really enjoyed his his drawing. It wasn't it wasn't like too realistic, but it it wasn't yep. too like comic-y either. Yep. It was yeah, good. Like, yeah, you could definitely tell that you know this was Ben Solo, but he was also, you know, he, we weren't uh getting you know, exact uh why am I blanking uh, on this? No photo action. tracing or something like that. Oh, for no Adam Driver. Tracing. Of Adam Driver, yeah, yeah, it was great, and it was like it's again, it's great to see like a character we want to see more of, given more, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, my last pick, and I, I was having a really hard time like between these two, which one to pick. So I just picked them both, uh, and this one is the Trail of Shadows. From yes. The Republic. Uh, of roundtable so fame. <laughs> yes, of roundtable fame. Is this is this three out of three for all the High Republic comics? I believe so. Yes, every High Republic uh, comic is in here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh wow, um, that's perfect. It's just really, it's just really good. I mean, we recently did a roundtable on it, and I think one of the things that we kept coming back to is that um, this is like the most important content in the entire third wave of the first phase. And the fact that that came out of a comic is insane. Like, it's nuts. Um, you know, the writing from Daniel Jose Older was so good. And uh, and David Wachter did the did the drawing. And the characters were interesting. We hadn't seen them in anything before uh, in the higher public. Uh, Cyan Holt, she's not a Jedi. She's kind of like the sort of 
you know, sidekick, I guess you could say. She's, she's, yeah. she's, she's almost a femme fatale, but has like yeah. more yes. agency. She's which more is like the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's the yeah, femme fatale she... and the uh, and the hard boiled pi like mixed together. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I, and I was I was worried when I saw the 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 you know the the synopsis of the series. I was like, oh boy, you know, this kind of seems a little um, you know, like like the gender roles are typical. I would say. Um, but you know, I should have trusted DJO because he he always pulls through, and um, just a a really good story. Lots of just so much consequential stuff. It's just heartbreaking, and yep. um, and of course, this is I I have to mention it. This is the issue uh, or the series that we get um, buckets of blood in his underwear. Buckets so. of blood. <laughs> Yes, we yes, do. That's an iconic. Most yeah, importantly, I, it's very iconic, and you know, just it, it combines like High Republic comic, High Republic adventures, and the books. It like yep. it really, you know, is kind of the glue that holds everything together. And I think it was just so well done. It really was. Everything in the High Republic was. But and this I, one I will say, Trail of Shadows will always have a special place in my heart because when we were at Celebration. In order to get a ticket to go get things signed by the authors, oh, right. you had to buy something. And Trail Shadows was the only piece of higher public media that they had available that I hadn't owned. Mm-hmm. So because of Trail of Shadows, I was able to get all the authors to sign my poster and my background. So yes. other than being a great a great story and great artwork, it was also the literal key that allowed me to meet all the authors. So well done, Trail yes. of Shadows. <laughs> Thank you, Trail of Shadows. Tim, you did that too, right? Yeah, I did. Absolutely. My intention was to just get it signed. And then what had happened was... What had happened um, was... (laughs) Emma was like... No, no, Emma didn't encourage me. I encouraged myself. Um, (laughs) Hey, you want to buy the the big fancy books with the Arabesh on them? And I was like, you do. I have to. And then I was like, well, why did I buy the comic? Because it's great. That's why. So, yeah. yeah. Who was I? Who was I with when I talked myself into that? Was I with you? Were with me? I was with Tim, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna regret this. Well, we aren't both I? did. And it. I was like, yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. have you? Yeah, we have both you ourselves into it. Have you regretted it? No. 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 Because they're amazing. No. no, I haven't. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I look at Mine's it every day. Camera. I wake up. I wake up. You know, my bookshelf is like slightly off to the right of my bed. I wake up, I look at it, I'm like, damn, that was such a good day. Like, yep. it was such a good day. I miss it. It's great stuff. And a great <laughs> so comic. Actually, a, great, a great comic to yeah. kind of uh, round I, us out. I love I that. Have a- yes! Well, that cover that cover <laughs> is so amazing. Good. So, for in a lot of trades, they just kind of... Uh, yes. The, yeah, the, the cover for the trade for the Trail yep. of Shadows. Usually, they just use, like... Um, like, one of the issues. Issue yes. one covers. Yeah, yeah. Like issue one. But this one, it was like an... I think it was a variant for one of them, mm-hmm. but it's so good. The blue and yellow it, just it pops. Like, it pops. Yeah. It encapsulates what it's about. It's got some creepy eyes on the bottom for the uh, for the shadows. You know what is that called? Uh, oh, for the leveler. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, guys. If you've been holding back on higher public stuff, I mean, you need stop to read it. some other stuff before this. <laughs> but stop hope. it. Rethink your life. That's what we love. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Gosh, what a what well, a collection! What a great bunch of issues tonight. This was such a great conversation, and I mean, I think it's always good to to kind of rave about the things you love. It's like it's like pouring your heart out, and uh, I mean, it, it's it's almost hard to pick them because all Star Wars is good Star Wars in even the slightest way, mm-hmm. and um, there's so many good comics that we haven't even 
talked about like at all. And it just proves like how much good content there is out there. Yep. Absolutely love Absolutely. it. Can't wait for more. Yeah, for sure. But uh, there's no more for tonight, unfortunately. Nope. That is no. it. Um, thank you all for having me tonight. It's always lovely to join you fine folks. Yes. Um, and I know that, that the hosts are going to be jumbling up again as, as time goes on here in a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. But I can't wait. Let's see. What's what do you what are you guys doing next, Emma? What are you guys doing next week? Yeah. So next week we I'm so excited for this. I kind of forgot. Oh my I goodness! I just calendar. read the outline. That's it. you're doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. Amazing. Revisiting, <laughs> revisiting the 1977 Star Wars run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is all inspired by that really wacky episode. I think it was it was either like the, the craziest. I'm pretty sure it was the craziest, yeah, weirdest moments in Star Wars comics. Wow. And when Tyler started speaking about the all the 77 stuff, I knew we had to do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Uh, and I really can't wait. Like, it created my anecdote on the celebration panel. Like, that is what we're talking about here. <laughs> this is what's at stake. Awesome. And um, I, I really can't wait for that. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then, to, well, let me rephrase this. This episode is airing on Thursday. Yep. So yeah. tonight... <laughs> Tonight on Legends Look Back, uh, they're going to be doing a July Jamboree. I don't know what that means, but I'm looking forward to it. We never know in Legends Look Back. It's always a great surprise. Yeah. I love it. It's Legends. I mean, it's crazy. You never know. You never know. Um, Eric, do you want to tell the folks what's happening on Living Force? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we were going to start our Shadow of the Sith roundtable next week, but our good friend Dr. Charles Hankel is still on vacation. And of course, we cannot do roundtables without him. So we moved up our episode about Star Wars romance in honor of the upcoming Princess and the Scoundrel. Emma, you'll be back joining us on Monday night for that. Uh, all about kissing books is basically what it's going to be. We gonna love be. kissing. We in love Star kissing. Wars. It's great in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about the history of Star Wars romance uh, when it works, and even maybe more fun when it doesn't. Because like, that leads <laughs> to some of our favorite stories. So uh, we will see you again all all the nights. You can do your teeny things. Um, and, of course, yeah. be sure to taste to stay tuned to this very YouTube channel, uh, the podcast catchers, the website, utini.com, for all the constant updates. We're actually in the process of bringing on some more folks to make more website content. Tease, tease. So stay tuned for all the guides and stuff you could ever want. But, ahem, that'll do it. Do it. My friends, for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force, don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to the audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to leave reviews if you haven't already to help people find the show. You can follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show to stay informed about Star Wars comics happenings all week. Or you can follow the host individually. Emma is at Jedi 26 Caleb is at Caleb Laminek. Tim is at TC Guthrie 2 underscore. I don't know. It's not in the outline. <laughs> I'm at Eric Eilerson. And always remember for reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the EU or expanded universe, visit utini.com every day. We also encourage you to join the Utini Discord by going to utini.com slash discord. And you can help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini or utini.com slash patreon. Getting exclusive perks like extra shows, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes videos of our celebration halls. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. And Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. Thank you to Emma Caleb and Tim for hosting with me. Thank you to all of you for watching and listening. And as always, 
may the force be with you.